And I'll tell you, the things that God uses you in, supernaturally fired up, will change your life, and you'll always remember it. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through a series on the Holy Spirit. So, get ready to follow along in your Bible as we join Pastor Mike. They were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? And other mocking said, they're full of wine. Now, this is, uh, again, what oftentimes people will attribute things they don't understand. If they see something they don't understand, oh, they're drunk. Well, Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judah... And all those who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. Now, again, very quickly, and I want to go back up here. It says, Peter stands up with the eleven. We know that Judas Iscariot uh, went out and killed himself after he denied Christ. Who is the eleventh one then? Well, if you go back to the last part of chapter one, you'll find that they picked Matthias to replace Judas Iscariot. And so it says, he raised his voice and said to them, now by the way, this is the same Peter who denied the Lord three times. I don't know him and was cussing and swearing that he didn't know it. Now, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we find a different Peter. Friends, that makes the difference. I remember when I was a kid, I was raised in a church that didn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit. They said they ceased with the apostles. And I was weak and meek, I'll tell you. But, you know, when I went to a fellowship that said, hey, if you want to be filled with the Spirit, stand up. I was silly enough to stand up. And God changed my life. And I went from being where I was, I loved Jesus, but I was shy. I, I just was a shy, shy guy. Um, I, was a, I, was a, I was a geek. I was a radio geek. You know, one of those nerdy people. I didn't wear glasses with the tape in the middle and a pocket saver. I did have the pocket saver, but I didn't have the glasses. And I was in my own little world. I loved God, but I was in my own little world of radios. I could, I could play with those. I understood those. I didn't understand people. I don't know that I still do, but I still I was in my own little world. And then God changed. And what was really weird... And I, you know, because uh, again, we see how the Holy Spirit worked here. And and I've explained how I've seen how the Holy Spirit worked in other places. I don't know how God's going to work his wonderful Holy Spirit in your life. I remember when I went down as, um, to bring some food and clothes down to a missionary uh, down in Mexico. And I remember that he said, we're going to go, it's the funniest thing, uh, to this, this, uh, his name was Kevin, 
And, and, he, and he says, hey, if you can bring M&Ms when you come, that'd be really good. And I said, why? And he said, well, it's hot down here, and they melt in your mouth, not in your hand. And I said, okay. And I thought that was kind of, kind of funny. I, I, okay. Guy comes in my office, and he said, he said, I was on deliveries, and he said, this one store in town here, I, the, I guess the date on the candies was getting close to the end, and he, he just said, do you want some M&Ms? And I, he said, okay. And he goes, I didn't know what to do with a case of M&Ms, so I thought I'd bring them by here to see if you want them. And I go, that's weird. So I put him on the truck with the clothes and the shoes and everything else, and I was on my way down to Mexico. And I remember when I was down there, we were going to do a, a he was going to do a puppet show. He, he went down in the barrios and, and would do puppet shows about Jesus. And I remember that, that uh, there was a, you know, he had the, the, you know, he set the thing up with the curtain in front and the little screen and everything like that. And so, you know, he had the Bible characters and they were doing this. And he said, you don't have to say anything. Just be one of the characters. And so I'm behind the curtain doing this. And all of a sudden the wind blows and it starts blowing the curtain up so you could see us underneath it. And he looks at me as just as normal as let's go get something to eat. He goes, this happens every time I do this. In the name of Jesus, wind, stop died. And I went, whoa. I'd never seen anything like that. Following the presentation, there was about 30 kids there. Um, Esmeralda comes and she says to to Kevin, I forgot the M&Ms. All we have is one little bag. And Kevin looks at her and says, it'll be okay. It'll be enough. And I looked at all these kids and I'm going, what are you talking about? And so I remember that he, that he got them all in a line, gave them all little white Dixie cups. And he started pouring, tore the bag open, started pouring out his little bag. And I saw the kids go over, as any smart kid would do. He took the Dixie cup, poured it in his pocket, got back in line. One saw one do it. They all started doing it. And the line was long. And the bag was small. And the bag just kept pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. Now, I watched these kids. Their little pockets were just bulging with M&Ms. And that bag just kept pouring and pouring. And I'm thinking about in the Bible. The five loaves and the two fish. And I thought, this guy's got the gift of miracles. I've never seen anything like it. He rebukes the wind and it dies. He, he, he needs M&Ms coming out of a bag so all the kids can, can have something. And I was just totally amazed. The reason I say this is because when you live your life in the spirit, expect the supernatural. If you've asked God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, It'll manifest in different ways. It won't necessarily be fire coming out of the top of your head as it was here. But I can guarantee you, if that's what happened here, God's got a gift for all of you as well. Now notice Peter, 
Here he says, but Peter standing up with the 11 raised his voice and said to them, me men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk with you suppose since it's only nine o'clock in the morning. But this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And friends, that's always the, the, the criteria for what we do concerning the things of God. This is which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Or this is that. This is what is found in the scripture. So I'm always leery when I hear about people saying, well, uh, God did something and there's gold dust all over the stage. I don't know about that. I, I don't read about any gold dust in the Bible. But I do know we have a God that does miracles and he wants to do them through you. And if you're not expecting any miracles in your life as a spirit-filled, born-again believer, friends, you'll never step out in faith to have that happen. You see, again, when we find... an See, God leads us, friends, by unctions. We're moved by the Holy Spirit. How does God move us? Does he, does he have a... Uh, uh, you know, a red lit neon sign with an arrow going, talk to this one, talk to this one, talk to this one. No, it's just that somehow in, in, as we live our lives, there's something changes when we go into the spiritual world and we'll see somebody, as I've shared before, sitting on a park bench that may need Jesus. Now, why did you focus on the person on the park bench when there's so many other things to look at? I believe this is how we discern the movement of the Holy Spirit in our life. How is it that you'll see somebody and you'll respond to them by going up and saying, uh, how are you? And they begin to just tell you their whole life story and how they have all these different issues in their life. And you say, well, can I pray for you? Well, I've been praying all week for somebody to pray for me. And here you are. Do you realize you are their answer to prayer? Sometimes we mystify the, the movement or the power of God in that it's eeny, beeny, chilly, beeny kind of thing. It's not the way God works. When we're spirit-filled, and again, I share this often because Luke so well described it in him, speaking of Jesus Christ, we live, move, exist, and have our being. Like a fish in water, we are in him. And because we're in him and we have the Holy Spirit in us, expect supernatural things in your life for other people. Now, again, it's real easy to be self-centered. That's what a non-spirit-filled life is like. It's all about me. But a spirit-filled life changes that and says, okay, God, it's all about you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You'll find your talents, your abilities, your ability to do things naturally or supernaturally will be used for other people. I've had people come to me and say, Mike, with all your radio knowledge and all your ability to build radio stations, why didn't you just build them for yourself and be a multimillionaire? I said, because that isn't why God gave me that geeky, weird no tape on the glasses, glasses that I didn't have kind of, you know, personality when I was younger. It, God combined supernatural gifts with my natural gifts. That's what God does for you. See, the reason I'm sharing this with you is to know what to expect when the Holy Spirit is working in your life as a spirit-filled believer. 
It isn't just we're saved to set. And it isn't just, well, one time this guy come up to me and I talked to him. I believe that God wants to do something so unique in every one of our lives, different than we've ever known before, because we live life in the Spirit. Not the Hollywood live life in the Spirit, TV evangelist kind of stuff. By the way, some of the stuff that you see is real. But a lot of it's kind of, kind of hokey. But the real thing, the real deal, where God moves us by his spirit to be about our father's business. Do you realize that people that you will come in contact with this week have been praying to a God that perhaps they don't even know for a miracle? Oh God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, don't, I lost my job. I, I can't pay my rent. I don't know what to do. I, I, I'm worried. I'm, I'm scared. I, I, I don't know what to do. And, oh, yeah, I'll have another brewski or two or four or ten. I don't know. I don't care. I just, so maybe I can. And then you come along and God kind of has them in the, in the gray of life. They're kind of in color glowing. And you walk up and say, how are you? Oh, I'm all right. And then I've done this. I just out of the blue go, can I pray for you? And they break into tears. And I go, see, God has already been preparing that individual's heart for a close encounter of the real kind, all of us, directed by the Holy Spirit. I believe that this is why Peter, who was so shy that he would deny the Lord three times and even start cussing and swearing that he ever knew him, and I mean even a slave girl, he would, he would deny the Lord too. Now, notice it says he stands up full of boldness and says, these aren't drunk with wine where you inspect. They're filled with the Spirit. And as the prophet Joel said, it shall come to pass in the last days, says the Lord God, verse 17, I will pour my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And by the way, I believe that visions and dreams thing, I, I believe that is where in the vision, see, we, we, we sometimes super spiritualize things in, in what a vision is. A vision might just be where God has you, something catches your attention about an individual and you, and, and you just go over and talk to them. A, a dream may be that God reveals to you that there's going to be somebody in your life you're going to need to talk to about him. Not every dream is directly from God. Sometimes it's too much pepperoni pizza at 9 o'clock. But sometimes dreams are real. And sometimes God does communicate to us through those dreams. And he says... And on my maids, men servants, and on my maidservants, I'll pour my spirit out in those days, and they shall prophesy. The word prophecy here means to foretell under the anointing of God. Not necessarily to foretell, but to forthtell, or to tell or speak under the anointing of God. And I'll tell you something, for a person that's not born again, or a person that is born again that's going through a hard time, I'll tell you, that word of prophecy is a great thing. I think that's what a lot of times, those couple of times I saw that happen where the guy pointed people out in the crowd. It's so important. And I'll show signs in heavens above, earth beneath, 
Blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness. The moon shall be turned to blood before the great coming and the great notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Wow. That's us. And that's for you today. I just want to invite you to consider something. If you're a Christian, I want you to really say, Lord, have I really asked you to fill me with your power? And, and, and if you haven't, today's your day. Because we're going to pray for that. All those listening around the United States and around the world, we're going to pray for that. We need as Christians to be moved and directed by the Holy Spirit. It's not just that we're saved and we have heaven for us when we die, but God's got a great purpose and work for all of us here while we're here. If you've never, ever asked God to do that. Now, if you're not a Christian, the first thing you need to do is get right with God. You need to ask Christ in your life. Why? Because you're living life your way. You're living life in the gray. And, 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 the, and your life's not defined. You're going to live your whole life only to get to heaven to find out nothing you did mean anything. So you need to repent. Every day is precious. Every day God's saying, I have a reward for you in being about my business. So rather than using your talents and your abilities for yourself, I think of, I look at some of the musicians that have died. Some ones that are really good. Some ones that I really kind of like their music. And yet I think about it and I think, what a tragic loss that all that talent, their ability, their understanding of music, never glorified the one that made them. Only to die and leave this earth bankrupt. So, we must be born again, Jesus said. How do we become born again? The Bible says that if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord, you'll be saved. Well, that's a pretty neat deal because I've got a message now. See, before it was just kind of, hey, what you doing? I don't know, man. Donald Duck is cool. You know. <laughs> now I have a message. See, I, we have a, a, a message for a lost world. I just want to encourage you today. Live by the Spirit of God. Let him direct you. When we pray, say, okay, God, open, close the doors according to your best for my life today. And the Bible says that he will. What he'll do. Put people in my life that you want me to talk to. Take out of my life the people you don't want me to talk to. That's as important. And let God use you. And then you'll begin to see, wow, that happened. I don't know how it happened, but I know it wasn't me. And you know, there's not a better experience that you can experience in your life than to know that you've been used by God. You know, a lot of people talk about, well, you know, this, that experience, uh, you know, man, we got, you know, we did some LSD, man, and the walls were melting into the floor in color. Yeah, well, that's an experience. And you just killed about 5 billion brain cells. Don't know how many you had when you started, but you got 5 billion less now. But when you've been used by God, and you see what has happened, you go, wow, that's awesome. And you know what I found? It's addictive. 
God used me once. Use me again and again and again. What do you think motivated Peter and Paul and the disciples insomuch that they would have been martyred for their faith because they knew where they were at was real? In other words, they couldn't lie because of the dynamics of what God did in their life. Remember, again, as an example, they were in, uh, Peter was in prison, and they were all praying that he would be released from prison. At night, we remember an angel come, popped him on the leg, his shackles fell off, let's go. They get up, walk right past the guard that's sleeping. They show up at the house, he knocks on the door. Girl freaks out. She thought it was Peter's ghost, thought he had already been executed. You see, that kind of stuff is neat. And that kind of stuff I remember. And I'll tell you, the things that God uses you in, supernaturally fired up, will change your life, and you'll always remember it. Friends, when I've seen the miracles of God, it changed my life. As an example, as clear as if it would have happened earlier this morning, that curtain blowing up, and my friend looking and said, in the name of Jesus, wind die, and it just died. And I go, wow, that's awesome. Now, was he a super spiritual giant? Well, maybe didn't come across that way, just came across as Kevin. But it's for you. God doesn't have favorites. That's the whole point of reading his word. God loves us. God's got a gift for you today. If you're not saved, let's pray. Let's get that taken care of. And then we're going to ask God to fill us with his Holy Spirit and see what God's going to do in your life different than he's ever done before. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I invite you to come into my life. I want my life to be about you from this day on. And I repent of the foolish way that I have lived. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins. And so I'm now, I'm new in you. I ask you now to make me more like you each and every day. And now for all of us, Father, we ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit. Yes, the same Holy Spirit that we find here in Acts chapter 2. That same part of the Trinity God that empowered the disciples to stand up and go through hardship and yet at the same time amaze the world by the power that you put in them. Father, we ask you that you would fill us in Jesus' name. Father, warm our hearts. Father, in Jesus' name, warm our hands. Right now. Fire us up. Allow us to see life through your eyes, not through our own anymore. And Lord, the same power that we find in the Bible is available for every one of us listening today that you will do exactly what your word says you will do. So now, in Jesus' name, empower us at this moment that we'll never see life the way we did before, 
And Lord, those that have Christians that have allowed the cares of this world to overwhelm them, Father, in Jesus' name, that you will rekindle that fire in our heart. Rekindle that fire on our hands in Jesus' name so we can be about your business. Our feet, our hands, our mouth, they're your, they're your words. They're your body for your word today. So may we represent you well. And we love you and we thank you for doing this. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for It's Time.